0: Hello and welcome to the Spiraling Higher podcast hosted by me, Sam, Mindset and Manifestation Coach. And
1: me, Gina, your Biz and Mindset Coach. We're here to support you on your spiritual journey by bringing you intimate and raw conversations about healing, manifestation, consciousness, and spirituality.
0: We hope this podcast makes you feel less alone as you become aware of your patterns and limiting beliefs to uplevel your life, manifest like a boss, and together... Spiral higher. Hey guys, we have literally tried to record this intro so many times. (laughs) We are learning on this journey of being podcasters, of really just doing something new, that we're just going to constantly run into these like little bumps like, oh, missing audio or Why is it so quiet? Um, We lost that file. And it's been honestly such a beautiful journey because I get to witness how my ego responds to that Mm -hmm. and become conscious of it and decide how am I going to respond instead. Mm. And also
1: uncovering what part of you is frustrated with it. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting.
0: So we had recorded an intro for this podcast before we actually recorded this episode with Joy. So mm-hmm. Joy is such an incredible numerologist. We actually had a joint shared reading, which Gina is going to tell the story about um, three years ago. But um, we actually were like, let's tell the story in the intro. And so we <laughs> had this really beautiful, just co-creative share. We were together and we were just in the energy of like talking about this story. And so we were like, that was a perfect intro. And then we like squared it away and sent it to our podcast producers. And then we just got an email today, which is a few weeks later saying, hey, there's no audio in that file. (laughs) And I was not chill about that. I was like, what do you mean the audio is not in the file? And then literally for the past like 40 minutes, Gina and I have been trying to figure out what happened to the audio in the file. And then finally, we were just like, you know what? I guess we'll
1: just have another opportunity to create something new and better. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a good reminder of letting go. (laughs) Yes. And also surrendering to what is, right? This is only frustrating when we try to change what is. But when we're just like, well, it's gone, so let's just record another one. It's, right. It's easier. I can actually only move on and take the next action step when I accept that yes. that's
0: just what happened because I kept not accepting that the audio was gone. Right. I was like, no, no, no. Like, there's a, where did we record that? Like, yeah. didn't you record this on like a backup thing? And you were like, yeah, like, I'm looking for it right now. And it's like, not here. And I was like, no, no, no. Okay. Let me, let me re download it and let me airdrop it to you and see if it's there. <laughs> and like, all of this was just reality denial. And then it was just such a funny thing to witness within ourselves. And then I actually just was like, I, you know what? We're just going to, going to record another one. We'll just record another one. We're just going to record another one. And so, um, oh, Gina, you have to tell the story now of how we met Joy. Um, (laughs) Honestly, I love that Joy's name is Joy because she truly is such a Joy. It's kind of like that question, like, what's in a name? You know, when you're reading a book, it's like, you know, what does the name mean? What sort of themes does this bring up? But seriously, Joy is one of the most joyful human beings. And you can tell she is so invested in her work and Mm. just really believes in it. And I... I just can't say enough positive things about her and I can't wait for you all to hear like how you can really apply numerology to your life. Honestly, it really just welcomes so much more magic and mystery into your life when you allow it to. Mm. Um, But Gina, I want you to tell the story of how how (laughs) How I found her. So
1: I actually found joy through a friend who was raving about her. And this was actually quite early in me and Sam's Twin flame ship. Um, this would have been, I guess, only seven or eight months in um, because we met in June and Sam's birthday is in March. And so I wanted to plan something cute for our little birthday celebration. And I was planning a whole surprise for her. Sam had no idea. Actually, you knew that there was a surprise. Right. And you actually asked me if I wanted to know what the surprise is. And I was like, no, I love surprises. Why
0: would I want to know? I was like, what okay. surprises.
1: <laughs> So we, we got some food, we brought it back to her place and I asked you, do you want to change? And you were like, why, why why would I I want to change? (laughs) And I was like, I don't know, just get comfortable. It's fine. You can just wear whatever you're wearing. And then I think you ended up changing into something, you know, some more home clothes, I guess, comfortable clothes. (laughs) I just had no idea what that meant. I
0: was like, what do I need to be prepared for? Why would I need to change? I was like, why is this outfit bad for
1: the surprise? Like, (laughs) and you were like, okay, fine. Then just keep wearing that. And I was like, wait, no. You're like, I want to be prepared. (laughs) And so, because she had no idea, is somebody coming here? What's happening? And so anyways, we finally sit down on the couch and I said, okay, it's time. And I open up the computer to the Zoom call with Joy. Now, keep in mind that Joy has no idea that Sam doesn't know that this is about to happen. Yeah. So Joy is like, hey, good ladies, how's it going? And Sam's face... Was so confused. I was, it was like, okay, like my linear
0: mind, which is, you know, (laughs) pulling from the past to be able to project like what's going on was just like, it was just stunned. I was like, like, do I know her? The fuck is that? (laughs) I was like, who is that? And like, I didn't look happy or surprised, which I don't think you do when your brain is kind of like stalling like that. I just thought, what? I I'm so lost. You were like buffering. I was buffering. (laughs) It was like rainbow wheeling in my brain. And then I think then you realized how awkward it was for joy because she didn't know that I didn't know. Yeah. And so then you quickly went to explain what was happening. I was like,
1: oh, she doesn't know that this is happening. And she's like, oh, and then you were still like, but who is this? (laughs) And then that's when I said, I booked us a numerology reading. And, and I was were like,
0: happy. "Oh my god, this is the best thing ever!" And now I know why she wanted me to change clothes because the whole idea was like, "We're just gonna sit on the couch and like be comfy." Yeah. And I was still wearing my jeans, I guess. <laughs> which, if you guys have heard previous episodes of ours, we talk about like how we always change out of our clothes when we get home. Yeah. Um. Oh my god, it was such it was such a beautiful reading. We we uncovered our life path numbers and what that means, and also the numerology of us. So like yes. actually calculating what it looks like to put our names together and like our life path numbers together and all that stuff. And, um, Oh, we should share this part. Basically I was about to change my name Mm -hmm. for a business partnership before this podcast. So this was three years ago and we were really excited about this. And she actually had originally done the numerology of our actual names, like our given names. And she was like, this is a juicy partnership. This
1: is Blah, 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 blah. She said that if you guys were getting married, this would be the (gasps) most ideal marriage. Yes, she did say that. And we were like, perfect. Because
0: (laughs) a partnership is basically like getting married. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my gosh, Joy. But I'm actually planning on changing my last name like for the business. And like our business name would be like X. And then she was like, okay, let me do the numerology on that. (laughs) And then she kind of was like, hmm. I don't know about all this this basically like this is not as ideal of a partnership not good. and I started freaking out like you I literally were
1: freaking out <laughs> and then you were like oh no was this a bad idea should I have not done this? I was so worried because I mean I didn't I didn't think this was going to sway anything right I didn't think booking this session would make one of us feel like maybe we shouldn't do this and so when you started to freak out like you just looked visibly upset <laughs> And then well, I started she basically, spiraling.
0: Because in my mind, I was being told that like, no, like that's going to lead to negative yes. consequences. And I was like, <laughs> wait, no. Like I it was like, yeah, it was basically like a fortune telling reading where it was like, this is what's going to happen to you. And
1: you're like, oh, no. Yes. So I, I just started freaking out. There was a little bit of panic, but then she she brought it back. I feel like she was able to kind of massage it and kind of explain, you know, because all of us, whether it be an astrology reading, human design or numerology, there might be something that you don't like in that reading, right? But it doesn't mean you have to hate it or whatever. She just kind of taught us how to embrace that and how Mm -hmm. to work with it, how to live with it. And I mean, funnily enough, we didn't even end up partnering for that, which (laughs) is kind of a good thing because now we're here and we're partnering on this. I know. It was just, uh, it was so
0: cool. And, um, you know, numerology, it it does align in some ways with astrology. And so essentially, like, all of these different frameworks, like, we we bring to you and introduce you to so that you can actually be curious about this in your life mm-hmm. and not necessarily be married to the system or, like, believe everything it says. But it's like, how can I, like, invite more of this sort of, like, curiosity into my life? And, you know, if this is true, let's say, like, okay, the energy of this year is, like, a seven-year, like, a six-year, and she'll go more into that you know, what would my approach to the situation look like if I believed that? It's not about like, this is what it is or what it isn't. It's kind of just like, how can I invite more of that energy? And so that's also why I love astrology because it's not like, it's not saying like, you need to live like this or like, this is the end all be all. It's kind of like, okay, so we're in Aquarius season. So right now we're like inviting the energy of more like community and like mm-hmm. innovation. It's not like an have to Mm -hmm. and neither is numerology it's more like you know what would this add to your life how much more awareness and playfulness could you have if like you assume some of these things and so it was so cool she actually gave us the numerology of spiraling higher Mm. and um oh yeah she was very happy about that she was like this is good this is good yeah (laughs) we were affirmed We were (laughs) affirmed. Um, And so you could say sometimes, you know, numerology is a confirmation bias. Honestly, after this episode, you be the judge, right? And it's not about getting getting you to be convinced that this is a system for you that is like true and solid. It's more like, how can I invite qualities of this system into my life? And does it actually help? Yes. right? Like, do I feel better when I think about my life in terms of this life path number or this year number that I'm having? Like, mm-hmm. does that make me feel better? Because, you know, I look back at my last year. I think last year I had a five year. Is that right? And you had a six year? I think so. Yeah. And so when we learn the energy behind these numbers, it just, I don't know, it brought a lot of peace and clarity to myself. I was like, oh, like I was having a five year, which meant like I was do- going through a lot of change and it kind of just Provided like a safe context for everything that was going on in my life. And I mm. thought, okay, that's so true. And now knowing that I'm going into a six year, it's not like. It's not a sentence for my life. It's more like, okay, so as you go into a six year, we know that the focus is going to be more on like relationships and like domestic affairs. And so then like I can apply that lens to conversations that I have within my family or like my partnership. It's like, oh, yeah, like this is the part of my life where I am giving more focus and attention to this area. And um, don't worry, at at some point in your life, you'll go through all of them. So it's not like, oh, no, I don't want to be having a six year. I want to be having a 12 year or whatever. It's like you get to experience all of these because your consciousness is here to experience all the different perspectives that it possibly can. And so no number is like bad.
1: Um, They all just have different qualities, just like each of the astrological signs. And just like the seasons. Yeah. We got to cycle through all of them. And I mean, if you think about numerology in that way and each number kind of symbolizes a different aspect of your life then that's great then you're going to be cycling through all of the different colors and all of the different pages of your life and yeah like sam, sam said you know take from it what what does resonate and i think one of the biggest lessons for her and i is really listening into does this feel right for me to listen to this because sometimes i mean in that case of that reading that we had it was better for you in that moment to be like okay right now i'm going to leave this and not root into her telling me that maybe this isn't great. So just kind of taking from it what works for you. And um, yeah, we're excited for you to expand your mind around numerology if this is your first time learning about it because that was our first time. Yeah. And it was cool. You guys are going to hear her talking about even as a collective what the number is for the year. Um, So hopefully that'll give you some guidance as well. Yeah. Oh, I can't
0: wait for you to tune in and hear all things numerology. If you like it, let us know. And we hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Hey guys, it's Sam, and I'm quickly interrupting this juicy convo to tell you about the newest addition to my morning routine, which seems to be getting longer and longer every year. I've been trying for years to eat more veggies, but I'm a lazy cook and I don't love salads, so I've made a healthy compromise thanks to Organifi. The company set out to create a delicious and convenient superfood blend that actually tastes good, and thank goodness they succeeded because normally green juice ends up tasting like grass, but not Organifi's green juice powder. I'm actually currently loving the crisp apple flavor because I know I'm getting superfoods like chlorella, spirulina, and wheatgrass. It tastes great and it reduces my stress thanks to the added ashwagandha, gives me balanced energy with a touch of matcha, and ensures I support my overall health by eliminating cravings and detoxifying my whole system. If you're looking to add a superfood to your morning routine, head over to OrganifiShop.com to try their green juice powder or any one of their superfood blends for 20% off using the code SAM that's organifyshop.com o r g a n i f i s h o p.com and once again you can use the code SAM for 20% off let's dive back into this episode Welcome, Joy, to the Spiraling Higher podcast. It has been almost three years since we saw you. How are
2: you doing? I'm living my best life. Oof, wow.
1: Best answer ever.
2: <laughs> All <laughs> we could hope
1: for. Yes.
0: <laughs> How are you two?
1: Living our best life. Yeah. I was about, literally, <laughs> I can't think of a better answer.
0: I love it. Things have changed dramatically well, since we met you in 2020.
2: Was it pre pandemic or?
0: It right before. Right
2: before. Right before. It
1: was literally right as everything was crumbling. You yeah. actually said that that was going to be the year of health and the world breaking down. And did I remember she, she did. Oh and I remember thinking, what? What do you mean? The world's great. And then that happened.
2: Oh my God, you're right. I, I didn't see it playing out exactly as it did, but I knew something big was coming. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well,
0: Joy, we did just tell our audience a little bit about how we came to know you, how Gina surprised me with the reading. We joked about how you didn't know it was going to be a surprise for me. So you probably thought that I looked really weird when <laughs> we turned on the camera. But we still share about how many things we learned from that reading, our life path number, how our names went together. And so before we go into before we go a little bit deeper, we'd love to know a little bit about you and how you came to use astrology in your life and how it serves you now.
2: Well, um, it's actually, it's kind of interesting. Um, I thought it was kind of a hobby, bit of a joke, like party mm-hmm. trick. Um, I had a reading and I realized now that that reading maybe wasn't as inclusive as it could have been, um, but it was enough to make me extra curious. And I left that reading, and I went and bought myself some numerology books. It was before you could just order things online that readily. So, I mean, they could, but... (laughs) Um, And so, I remember during the reading, I just felt validated. I felt like I had this whole brand new understanding of why I was motivated to do certain things, Why I thought Mm -hmm. certain things were mine to fix or a problem I could solve. Um, And after that reading, it really just, there was some serious self awareness. And self awareness is really the foundation towards spiritual growth. You have to know sort of where you are and what's happening. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, But then, um, you know, so I got really interested. Of course, I did all my family, all my friends. It was crazy accurate. But what, Was really, um, I didn't feel like I was learning anything. I felt like I was remembering. So there's definitely been some past life numerology something going on for me. Um, But yeah, it was really a remembrance. And so that that's why it comes so naturally to me. And so when people ask me, like, oh, do you teach? Will you teach us? And I I'm like, I don't know. Were you in my past life? Are you naturally <laughs> gifted at this? You're like, it depends. Well, it, it you know, it just it's so natural for me. Um, and there's there's a lot of um, I don't know, I call it sort of spiritual clutter out there where You know, Mm. a couple people read a few books and they're like, oh, I'm going to charge for this and do this. And I see some of their posts or memes and I'm like, no, that's not, that's not true. (laughs) That's not accurate. So it's really important people do their, their research on any um, metaphysical sort of provider that they're Mm. looking at how they've, you know how long have you been doing this why are you an expert have you written a book mm-hmm. have you even read a book like there's some there's lots of things that people really need to be sort of proactive about
0: mm-hmm. right it is so important to make sure that we're qualifying the people that we're asking for advice or clarity from yeah and so i'm really glad you pointed that out and um you know diving a little bit deeper into numerology for someone who is a skeptic because when Gina got us our first reading. I was very skeptical. (laughs) Um, What is the first thing that you would offer to someone who is a skeptic about numerology?
2: Uh, I find once you can sort of tell them something that you shouldn't know, (laughs) they sort of come on board. Uh, What's very ironic is there is a number of the natural skeptic that shows up in people's charts. I Mm. have that in my own chart. So when, let's say, a client calls me and goes, oh, I'm a psychic medium, and I'm I'm going to, you know, I just want you to, to tell me about this and that. And I just think, I'll decide. I'll see if I think you're gifted. <laughs> mm. <laughs> because there's numbers that naturally make you gifted towards having extra amazing intuitive ability. Everybody has it at a certain level. But certain numbers just have that sort of direct access and it shows up in different places. Oh, you, you two will love this. So Abraham Hicks, I know you're super fans. Yes. Right? yes. Abraham Hicks, her intuition, she is a channeler, right? Channelers mm. have a lot of five energy and she has three of them that show up in her chart.
1: Wow. Sam
2: also has a five in her chart. So you would be naturally gifted at either channeling energy and or messages.
1: Mm, I mean, she does. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And you know what's
0: crazy is uh, you're not the first person to tell me that. I actually had a psychic reading two years ago, Th- almost three years ago now, where she predicted a lot of things that have happened in the past year, but she said the same thing. And I think that's still something that I'm probably looking to step into and embody, Um There must be a skeptic number somewhere else in my chart, too, because I'm skeptical about my own numbers. Um, But, yeah, that's really interesting that you even see the skepticism in someone's chart. And um, I guess that would make sense if someone were to come to it and you were to find that within them.
2: Yeah, and Mm -hmm. the skepticism number is the same number that rules conspiracy theories. So it, it really is all about vibration and where you fall within that. Um, you know, if it's high vibration, it's more sort of in tune with truth. If it's lower vibration, it can just be um, really cynical and skeptical and, you know, unlikely to believe almost anything. Now, in Mm -hmm. saying that, they are good at doing research and they enjoy doing their own research. So they usually, when they come to me, they know a little bit about numerology before we even start the reading.
1: (laughs) I bet (laughs) you... David has, the skeptic number. Oh, 100%. 100%. What That's is the skeptic number?
2: Seven. I want <laughs> we'll okay,
1: to know. Okay, you don't have a... Well, you have one seven karmic lesson. Interesting.
2: No, so this is where, this is where the magic of reading comes into the whole chart. And you can mm. easily get sent sort of in the wrong direction. You don't mm. necessarily have a seven in your profile, but you have a very strong one and five. And those are part of the same concord as 157. So, some of those ideas I'd sort of seep into the next.
0: Okay, so Joy, before we get into um, how to calculate some of your numbers, like your life path number, mm-hmm. personality number, I'm curious to know how did these numbers get their meaning? Yes. Right? Like, why does one mean new beginnings? You know, why does three mean creativity? Why does five mean change? Is this all made up? You know, asking from a skeptic's perspective, how do we know what this number means?
2: Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, I practice Pythagorean numerology. So Pythagoras is the same guy that brought us the triangles. Um, Mm. He brought us the eight octave scale, um, the music of the spheres, all of that. So he has quite a few accomplishments to his name. He was like 1500 AD. So we're talking about something that is just thousands and thousands of years old. Um where he got his information? You'd have to, you know, part of what we know about Pythagoras is part legend, part storytelling. We don't know, right? Mm. It's too old and he a lot of his um his stuff and his school burnt down, so a lot of it was lost. Um but overall it's sort of science. So I know if I can add your birthday together and I get a number there's a highly probable chance you're going to relate to that number on some level. Mm -hmm. Now, there's always exceptions where maybe the entire rest of your chart, you have a number repeating, and it's polar to your life path number. You might not resonate that much to your life path number, but you certainly are going to exhibit the qualities of the other number that's repeating in your chart. So it's not Mm -hmm. super, super straightforward, um but there's a formula so it's almost more scientific and that's kind of i think why it really worked for me i was raised okay. in a sort of religious home and you know anything metaphysical was i mean definitely the devil's work but yeah, right. if you relate like numerology can relate right back to the bible like if you look at adam and eve in the garden of eden a lot of 145 energy shows up that's the number that rules addiction so, you know, like Eve comes out as a 14-5, like she got tempted. So it works even to some of our, you know, really traditional text.
0: Wow. And just, I just want to clarify, so for some people who might be confused, when you say 145 you're saying that whatever um, series of numbers in her name or her birthday are adding up to 14, and then you're taking the one and the four and then coming up with the number five. Yes.
2: You could be a numerologist. Look at you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I only know this because I did the reading three years ago and we saw different 13s and all this stuff. And then we reduced those to four. And so,
2: yeah. And 14.5 is a karmic debt number. So that means when that shows up in someone's chart, it speaks to addictions. And in this lifetime, the lesson is moderation. And so sometimes you'll see in a chart, I write numbers as fractions. And that's because they bring me more information before that final reduction. Mm
1: -hmm. I was just going to ask why, and you
2: you (laughs) read my mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So if somebody wanted to start understanding their numerology, would you say the life path number is where they should start? Or what do you recommend?
2: The life path is is easy for people to calculate. So is the birthday number. Um, the birthday number is just simply like if you were born on the 27th or if you were born on the 12th. Um, the 12th is going to be 1 plus 2 equals 3. You have a 3 birthday number. The 27th would be 2 plus 7 equals 9. Um, obviously, if it's like the first, second or third, there's no reductions necessary in the single digits but you always Mm -hmm. just want to keep reducing until you get a single digit that can give you um, some real understanding. Um, The birthday number also holds a lot of character traits. It also speaks to gifts and talents that show up in your career.
0: Interesting. I, I think that I want, I want to keep coming back to a skeptic's perspective because (laughs) I would say that a skeptic could you know, even argue with the dates that we've come up with in our calendar. You know, we use the Gregorian calendar, which is only 400 years old. You know, what does it really mean for it to be January 13th today? Is that even accurate? So if I say I'm born today, then how do I really know my birth date number is four, right? Because the system that you're basing this off of, Pythagoras, all of his work, that's so much older than the current calendar we use. And so I guess you're probably just going to say take what works and take what doesn't. But, you know, how do we know that these numbers really hold any meaning? I guess we just have to tune in with ourselves. What would you say?
2: So there is huge magic and momentum in the collective. And if the entire um, world is using this calendar, that energy is out into the collective. And so that's the energy we're all putting out.
0: That
1: really blew my mind. That <laughs> made sense. Okay. Yeah, that really made sense, actually. That hit deep.
0: Yeah, because we're, we're all responding and acting like it is January 13th. Yes. So that energy is a four for
2: everyone subscribing to that calendar. Yeah,
0: mm. and
2: so it goes down from there, though. I actually love looking at my personal day numbers. So for me personally, today, it's a three day. Three is the number that rules communication. So whenever I'm asked to be on a podcast or do some type of media, I try and put it either on a three-day or a five-day because those are the days that are best for sort of self-promotion, for communication, where your five rules the storyteller. What's fascinating about you two is one of you has a five-birthday and the other one has a three-birthday, and (laughs) you have a very successful podcast. Wow. Okay, but you know what's crazy
1: is, I mean, I guess I want to ask, does numerology incorporate any of astrology? Because I'm finding just looking at this, there's so many synchronicities. But even when we had an astrology synastry reading, there were so many there too. Well, yeah, so they're
0: both based on mathematics. I, I, yeah, I guess.
1: But yeah. this one has nothing to do with the planets. And that's why I'm mm. kind of like, it, it seems like such a different system. But so many. So I mean, I guess it's just showing they're both right. <laughs> Uh,
2: Well, astrology and numerology actually really complement each other. They very seldom would they contradict. Mm. What numerology does, it looks at it from a different angle. So it's almost, you know, if you see someone head on, numerology is going to show you the back of their head, right? Mm. So it's just a completely different angle. And when you get information given to you sort of in different ways, it's just so much more encompassing. It's like, you know, 3d to 1d like it's
1: mm. yeah i like that explanation that makes a lot of sense
2: yeah <laughs> me too
1: <laughs> sorry we're just computing all the places. i'm computing all the numbers Me
0: uh, yeah. we, <laughs> we, we actually have our notes in front of us from our reading three years ago and it's yeah. so hard to make sense of but i guess i want to ask you a little bit about um how someone can really use these numbers to their advantage like if someone were to You asked about the life path number, Gina, but what numbers are the most potent for us to become aware of so that we can live more in alignment with them?
2: Um, And how do we calculate those numbers? Okay. My absolute favorite that I use every single day is um, knowing your personal year and then your personal month. So that comes from your attitude number. So it's day plus month of birth plus the universal year we're in. So, mm. um, you would add, you know, your day plus month of birth that gives you a five or sorry, an eight attitude number. Then you're adding eight to 2023, which is a seven universal year. You are going to be in a six personal year. Mm. Well, and you're... I wanted
0: to ask more about that because yeah, we you're... talked about in the intro how I'm not stoked about this, <laughs> this six year that I'm about to oh, have. Really?
2: I'm like, you're extra fertile. Is that something you're? Actually, I mean, <laughs> that'll be crazy if it
1: was. Mm. I mean, I that's, that's definitely, definitely not on the radar. No, <laughs> no. Okay. And I don't want it to be. But well. this
0: six year is something that I'm actually in resistance to, which hmm. is interesting. Um, but we were talking about how before we started, how you can't skip any of the numbers. And no. so, um
1: But what is interesting <laughs> is that you had shared with us that I'm always going to have, I'm right before Sam. Yes. So I had my sixth year last year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And
1: again, it's like, I already obviously knew what I was going through, but now that I'm reading this, I'm like, yeah, that is my last year. Yeah, I just like the confirmation. It's kind of cool.
2: Yeah. So you're in a seven year for 2023. You run with the collective. So it's a seven universal year. You're also, yeah, you're in a seven personal year. Or So for you, um, this year is going to be a little bit slower in saying that time is sped up. Time is moving so fast. It won't feel slow at all. But this is really a year about self-care for you and really becoming the expert on something. Seven energy always is rewards expertise. Ooh. And seven year was the year I really went from, you know, party trick numerologist to taking some serious Courses getting some real, you know, experience behind me.
0: Well, that's mm-hmm. really interesting because she's doing
1: a training and practicum right now and yeah, work. So I am doing something new. So this is this is all adding up, and that was also <laughs> this is all adding up, and that was also an effort to really commit to self care as well. I mean, it, it, it's wild because I am changing a lot of my business and the structure of my business and the structure of my time to incorporate self-care. Nice. Um, That's becoming more of a priority, whereas in prior years it just wasn't. And so, yeah, that makes sense. So I I have a more number seven skeptic question. Is number seven the skeptic one? Yeah. Is that what you said? Oh, yeah. I have have another question about that. So something that I have resistance to sometimes is when I look at my personal month and it says what's going to happen. I don't I guess I get resistant sometimes that I don't want to project that my month is going to be that. So how do you use the personal month without using it as a crutch or making that be a self-fulfilling prophecy? Like how do we use that free will and follow our intuition without leaning too much I guess on that?
2: Yeah, it's not so much leaning on it but embracing it, I would say. So for Mm -hmm. you right now, um, and this is for the collective as well, 2023 plus January, we're in an eight universal month. Eight Mm -hmm. is the one that rules finances, it rules authority figures. There also can be a lot of repeating patterns of chasing your tail. But the real magic to the eight is finding balance. So you just want to take a real look at your life and go, is my material world balanced with my spiritual world? Am I chasing luxury? Am I chasing material wealth and gain? So if you can really just look at that. The other thing I use eight energy for is um, when I hit an eight day in my calendar, that's when I'll pay my bills. Because if I satisfy the energy that it wants and that it's going to insist on at some point, if I'm already satisfying that by paying my bills then I'm, the universe is just worrying about the money in money out. Right. So then there's not surprises. Then I don't have to deal with like, Oh, the furnace just woke. I need new air conditioner. You know, you don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. Um, it tends to be a little more manageable so you can use it. That's just an example of the eight you know, in a nine month, you can really save yourself by saying, okay, I'm in a nine month, this isn't the time to initiate or launch anything. Things that happen under nine energy don't tend to really get roots, right? I even see a lot of things as this can be as literal as a miscarriage can happen under nine energy. Um, And so (laughs) you're I'm like doing the math. If anyone's watching, you'd know why I stopped talking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have had a miscarriage before I have my daughter and I'm trying to do the math of when that was. I I don't even, I can't even give you the numbers to add. We
2: can look at it later, but I mean, it it also can, like six is the number that rules pregnancy. And then Mm -hmm. seven, along with skepticism, rules. Um, your mental wellness, and so if you think of you have pregnancy, and then a lot of women experience postpartum depression the following year or post pregnancy, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. kind of makes sense. So then you can look at a chart and go, "Okay, do I have any seven energy? Am I predisposed to this? Right? What do I need to do to make sure I can be at my optimum wellness?" So it can be used sort of as preventative, not only planning, but I encourage people not to look at the worst of that number, but to really make a decision of how can I high vibe this.
0: Mm. Yeah, like how can I embody this at the at my highest, rather than oh, like I was viewing the sixth year, right? I'm like, oh my god, this year is gonna be responsibility and what does it say, domestic affairs yeah. or something
1: <laughs> like that? And I'm like, ew, that sounds well, so
0: boring. But um, I'm wondering how to really embody that at a higher level so that it can serve me and not mm. make me feel well, so bored.
2: Six energy is extremely nurturing. It's the number of the mother. It looks like a little pregnant lady, right? So think of anything you really want to nurture that you really want to take care of make fabulous right so you can use it that way I know in my personal six year going back I got married in my 11 two month and in my nine month, I lost my pet and so it was one of the best moments of my life and one of the absolute worst so Mm. you're always going to have highs and lows but I feel when you've sort of stepped onto that spiritual path, you step into the flow, you just have better skills, you have better coping, you can deal with it, right? And it's it's not as traumatic as it could be.
0: Right, because we have the awareness that this is the opportunity to be more nurturing right? Um, mm. Yeah, I love I like that. that. Because I think sometimes we, it's so easy to see all these numbers and just get really, I mean, I have math trauma.
2: So seeing all <laughs> a lot of numbers. Just, trauma. Totally trauma.
0: <laughs> I think everyone does the way that we're taught. But when I look at all these numbers, I feel really overwhelmed. And um, like Gina says, sometimes I feel kind of almost, you know, like I'm having to, I'm projecting a lot. Like boxed in. Right. Like, oh, I can't do anything about the fact that I'm having a six year. So, you know, for someone who feels really limited by these nine numbers, how can we get them to think a bit more, a bit bigger about the entire system rather than feeling reduced to, like you said, the personal year, the month year, you know, what if these are not energies that someone's really aligning with at this time? Is that kind of working against them? You know, how can they, Really incorporate this to be more supportive if, if they're not aligned with it at this time.
2: Yeah, if you're not aligned with it, it's going to happen anyway. So if you take the numbers and you look back retrospectively, you can see how this has kind of impacted or worked out in your life and how, oh, I got married in a six year, oh, I had a baby in 11, two year, you know, these things will show up anyway, regardless of whether you were on board or not. And so if you can step into the flow, and really just go with it, use those energies to help you, instead of it taking you years to get to a certain place in your career, you can do it much, much quicker, because you're using the energy as it presented to propel you forward. Right, mm. so don't fight it, just use it. Don't fight it, <laughs> save <laughs> don't yourself. <fight> it. <laughs>
0: go against well, I rain. think I think we've heard the same thing in our astrology readings, right, that you have free will, you don't, You don't have to live in alignment with this, but you'll feel the friction and the contrast. Mm -hmm. And so it's actually in your best interest to align with these energies. Yeah.
2: There's free will, but there's also a few non negotiables, right? So if you're, let's say you're in a nine year, and nine year really wants to teach you about letting go and forgiveness and really clearing out resentment. And it's so important in a nine year to create room for what's coming in in your one year. And so relationships will fall away. So it's important if you can just send them off with love. Love actually replaces a lot of resentment. Um, Do the forgiveness. Wish them well. Figure out what you learned from this experience. It's much easier to move on. But if you dig your nails in and you try and hang on and grip tight, it just becomes embarrassing and you get dragged. Like the universe Mm -hmm. won't negotiate things it wants to remove from your life. Wow. Well, we've talked about that.
1: Well, we've talked about that, that even if you, let's just say, quote unquote, miss the lesson, it's just going to come right back. It's just going to keep on, life will just keep showing you another experience to go through that same lesson. So we Mm. really can't avoid it.
2: Yeah. And certain numbers are more um, likely to repeat lessons and patterns than others. Some are quick Mm. learners, some aren't, (laughs) but that's the journey they chose. So those are the lessons. Yeah, as, it, it really is all about soul evolution. What did you come here to learn? Are you doing it?
1: Well, apparently, I have a lot of karmic lessons. I've got. I came here to learn a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Let's talk about that. So, in <laughs> wait. Our... Before we go into that part, I actually would love for you to touch on the collective year and just maybe like a quick little
2: overview for for everyone. To
1: what is this year about?
2: So we are in a. 7 universal year i get that from mm-hmm. adding 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 3 mm-hmm. 7 energy rules that skepticism but it also is it's it's what dictates mother nature's agenda so 7 years we are going to hear from mother nature and i mean it's january 13th today um California is having issues. I think I read there yeah. were 35 tornadoes in in the south this morning. Like mm-hmm. mother nature is going to be heard this year. Um I like to go back and look at past 7 years to see if there's patterns and cycles. Mm-hmm. Past yeah. 7 years have brought us things like YouTube and Twitter. And so I would predict that there's going to be some type of new social media platform, perhaps mm-hmm. Elon Musk tweaks Twitter into something. Hmm, grand. Who knows?
0: Well, um, we've also had the recent advent of like chat GPT, mm-hmm. right? Which everyone's talking about, which is now basically creating 60,000 page books and essays or 60,000 words. I'm not sure based on a single prompt.
2: Yeah. Um, well, AI, <laughs> I, like artificial intelligence is going to be massive this year. And this is one of those things where you can accept and change and evolve. Or you can fight it and be sort of forced into it later. So you mm-hmm. want to you want to kind of just be accepting of change and shift. There's certain numbers that are better with that than others. So, mm-hmm. um, but in a seven year going back, uh, it also brought us things like the Malaysian flight disappearances when those two yeah. Malaysian that was in a seven year um, because seven rules mystery. So there, I'm, I'd anticipate some big mystery this year. Um, I think there's going to be massive medical advancements. Um, the first test tube baby was born under seven energy and, mm-hmm. the f- and Dolly the sheep was cloned. So we have things like that. So if you, you know, when, as the year unfolds, I'm sure we'll see where something is related back to that. Um, I'm trying to think what else.
1: Wow, that's getting me very excited. Me too. I mean, I do want to point out that when we met you in 2020, March 4th, <laughs> right before the pandemic started for us, I think it was like March 13th was when we went into lockdown. Yeah. Um, And she had said in our call that 2020 is going to be a big year for health. Everything's going to crumble. And I was like, well, everything's fine. <laughs> and then a week later, everything. everything shut down. Yeah. The first time... Ever into that scale, and it so was I was crazy. It was it was crazy,
2: yeah. And that was a four year. That was that a, would have been a four year. Yeah, that was a four year. And I remember. um, So the very first first cases of COVID actually happened in October twenty nineteen, and yeah. October is one of my favorite months because it's actually a little fortune teller of things that are coming down the pipes. You can look back on October. And you can go, okay, what was I doing? What was I working on? What kind of big things happened? Moving forward, you can kind of see, okay, that's a theme, right? So you can go back (laughs) on emails or bank statements and take a look at what what was going on. But you can actually impact it. So I use October for all sorts of things. um, But I'm very careful about what I don't do as well as what I do do. So that's a whole, I mean, that could be a whole episode in itself, but we actually,
1: I'm not even kidding on my notes. I have October circle because that's one of our questions because you, we remember you telling us about October and how it's such an important month and to do a lot of things that you want to repeat in the future year as much as, as, much as you can. So I remember that, but our past October was kind of challenging I had a very
2: challenging October
1: 2022
0: every
2: October October my phone blows up with clients because they're like oh no my car needs work oh no whatever and I'm like great the universe wants to give you a new car your next year could be Mm. full of upgrades think of it that way right So so why October so it's because it holds the numerical energy of the year you're going into Right. So in 20, um, okay. So in 2020, in the year before, 2019 was a three universal year. October would have been a four month. Right. So under that year of expansion, in October, that one month, the very first cases of COVID, it was under expansion energy that blew up. Mm-hmm. Right. And it became, I mean, a massive theme for the following year. Right. But Mm -hmm. four energy rules, the medical system. So I knew there was something going on there. Um, I remember saying vaccines were back up for debate. (laughs) I remember saying that. Um, But when everything went on lockdown in March, that was actually a seven month and seven rules reclusive behavior. And we were all forced to be reclusive. And it also rules self-care. And all of a sudden everyone started cleaning out their basements and reading and taking time for themselves. And
0: whoa. Wow, it's all in the numbers.
2: So even if you're a skeptic, I will I will make this work for you. I will yeah. <laughs> I will show you where it's showing up in your life.
0: I mean, I, I couldn't argue with you when, you know, you were showing us the life path number, birthday number, the personality number. I mean, all of these things I was so so, so aligned with. And, um, I actually want to know a little bit more about how can we become aware of karmic lessons and karmic debt? You know, what about people who don't really believe in karma, right? Um, this is obviously like energy from a past life or a simultaneous life. Um, kind of curious to know how you calculate those numbers and what you would say to someone who does not believe in karma. I'm
2: my first, First thought is, I don't really care if you believe it or not. It's going to happen to you. Um, you're going to have to deal with it. It's, um, it's sort of like some people don't believe in past lives, right? If you don't believe yeah. in karma or past lives, I actually have a lot of compassion for these people. A lot of them are sevens, mm. but the most sort of unhappy seven energy I see are the ones that are self-proclaimed atheists or agnostics. So, wow. I think we're in a place now where there's been this sort of awakening. Um, our last seven year, I remember one of my production my predictions was that there was gonna be a bit of a divide between the people that were choosing a spiritual path and the people that weren't. And you saw a whole bunch of sort of light workers come out of the spiritual closet and you saw, you know, and spirituality now is much more mainstream um I remember when I first started I wasn't even really using my name because I thought if I ever wanted to go back to corporate like my word they'll never hire me after seeing this woohoo stuff about me and I wasn't confident that this was a career for me like I really fought it and so you know the universe had different plans and it Brought me mm-hmm. clients and gave me tons of opportunity, and here I am, like twelve years later. So, but good it's <laughs> you know, if you don't believe in karma, um, sometimes people take it way too literally. So they think if they steal something, something will be stolen from them, and it really, mm. it really isn't that um, that sort of um, in the box, right? So it's more of a good energy out, good energy in. And Mm -hmm. so if you're a kind, good person, if you, you know, are, have, you know, you're in touch with your humanitarian side, then good things will come back to you. And I mean, I live in a a little townhouse village. I have like 47 neighbors and I see it here. This is such the perfect, like little Petri dish of numerical information (laughs) I use ever people's house numbers. I've been able to really hone in on the themes of house numbers, um, on health issues people have in different houses, then on just the behavior of of some of these people with the good energy in and out, and how I I want. Oh, who's having surgery again? Who needs a knee replacement? Oh, what's the spiritual cause of that? Oh, stubbornness. Yeah, that 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 tracks. Okay, right. So it's really. Um, it's really interesting, but it's not just, do you know what I mean? That I lie to you, you lie to me. It's not like a tit for tat thing. Like, no, yeah, like, like an eye for an eye. You know, you cheated on your wife. She cheats on you. No, mm-hmm. it doesn't work that. But it's, it's more like you cheated on your wife and now you're, you invested everything in Bitcoin and you're kind of screwed, right? It can be <laughs> more like that. Mm. <laughs>
0: Right. It's almost like the best way to guarantee good fortune is to just give good fortune. Yeah. And just really take care of your own energy and make sure that everything that you do is infused with that. Mm-hmm. It sounds so basic, but it's it's true.
2: Well, and the eight is the eight is the cycle where karma finds balance, and so under eight energy, um, that's where I say if you're a good person, get ready to receive your your windfall. If you're a shady person, buckle up gonna get rough
1: You think we're nice people <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm excited i, for hope. This I hope so
1: <laughs> so, so why- i have a question though because okay so sam has three karmic lesson numbers why do i have like 500 million <laughs>
2: um i have five why <laughs> you, why okay i i i won't sugarcoat this for you five is a lot <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot so but this is this is the this is numerology like i have zero
0: Oh. Yeah. What? You have no I karmic
2: lessons to learn? No, I don't have any karmic lessons, which is that shows up um once in a while in a chart, not necessarily often. Um mm. but it just means their mission here on earth is a little bit different. Now, mm. the other thing I see when people have no karmic lessons is they have karmic debt, which everyone almost has that. Mm-hmm. And then you get stuck on the wheel of karma like the only reason you had to reincarnate is because you had to come back and make up for this. So Mm -hmm. that's a whole different conversation. But five karmic lessons, and this is something that I see more commonly, for sure, in Asian names, because you just simply don't use as many letters, right? Or you have a lot of repeating Mm -hmm. letters, and that doesn't give you a whole lot of energy. Um, Mm -hmm. So definitely- Right, and
1: you have a pretty long name for an Asian person.
2: I do.
0: Well, it's not even an Asian name. Well,
1: but yeah, I know. But just yeah. really, like your, your first name
2: is longer than my entire first and last name put That's together. True. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you, you still have three karmic lessons. So this just means you have things that your soul wanted to learn. And I feel like you wouldn't have taken on that many if you weren't super capable of handling it. Mm.
1: Okay. I got
2: this. Yeah, and karma <laughs> lessons this. don't have to stay with you your entire life. Like you may have already worked on some of these. I could probably go back in your chart and find some specific incidents where, okay, mm-hmm. this is where I learned about this. This is where I learned about it again, and this is where I actually mm-hmm. adopted changed behavior. So <laughs> you can look at it and kind of see um, where you where you did have that soul evolution of those of those lessons. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's not, it's not a bad thing by right. any means, but you definitely have a lot to learn, but I think you're doing it. I think you're doing a great job.
1: Oh, I learned a lot in the last year. <laughs> I think I went through like a masterclass PhD of learning my karmic lessons in the past year, I would say. So then how does that differ then to karmic debt? Can you explain yes. the variation?
2: Okay, hey, so karmic lessons come from missing energy in your name. So every letter is represented by a number, and when that number isn't in your name anywhere, it shows up as a lesson. So mm-hmm. for the lesson of the two, um, that's re- you. You'd have to have a B, K, and or a T. Just one of those letters would give you two energy, and if you uh-huh. don't have any of those three letters, you're gonna have the lesson of the two. So, lesson of the two is about patience. It's about moderation, or sorry, not moderation, patience, um, negotiations, mediation, <laughs> and just generally um, compromise, getting along with people, being a team player. You have a one soul number, and they they kind of stand alone, right? So sometimes they can be a little bit stubborn. For you, it would show up more in your romantic relationships or with your family.
1: Accurate. I feel called out. Accurate. I feel called out. There's no hiding. <laughs> what
0: What I'm actually loving so much about this conversation is um, the the presupposition for these karmic lessons, karmic debt, is that we have to believe that we're actually a soul that chose to come into this incarnation. Mm.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And if that's something that you believe, then it is easier to deal with a lot of the things that we have to deal with on earth because we chose them. Yeah. Right. And so I love that if there is someone who is a skeptic, and I know I've been taking that position for a lot of this conversation, you know, really ask yourself, what is this skepticism serving? Mm -hmm. Right. Does it help me live a more embodied full expression of my life? Or does it, hinder it because mm-hmm. i think for a long time i didn't believe that mm-hmm. and that's actually when i did experience the most amount of suffering i mm-hmm. think that my spiritual choice um or the spiritual path that i chose to believe that i am choosing these lessons and i'm taking them in stride and trying to embody these energies i think that's when my life really started to expand and maybe that's what we're all here to
2: learn when i think mm-hmm. of of my corporate life and how um uptight I was how everything was a problem how just you know and I would fix it and I was aggressive and that comes from name like numbers in my name when I got married I changed my name and now I'm a numerologist and those are those are the numbers that rule your career so name changes can be pretty impactful Um, but um (laughs) with that um I did get some different karma and I noticed So it's, it's really interesting, but, oh, we didn't, we didn't cover what karmic debt was. Karmic debt is from past lifetimes. It's things you did that were super shady that you now are going to come back and learn how you made other people feel. And so you're making up for that and it will show up in all sorts of different ways, but depending where it is on your chart, will kind of tell you if it's likely to show up in your relationships, if it's likely to show up at work, different things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. And this reminds me of the houses in astrology. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, where you see a transit or a planet, it's kind of like that's the energy that's going to dominate that area of your life, whether mm-hmm. it be, like you said, health, work, or um, relationships. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we share a karmic debt number, 13-4. Oh, What does that mean?
2: That is one that comes, and it's the 13th, lovely. Um, that one comes from laziness in a past lifetime. So, interesting.
1: Very interesting.
2: I feel lazy in the current
0: life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this will be your number in the next life. Yeah,
2: so in this lifetime, it shows up as lessons of procrastination. A lot of times, 13-4 really have to learn how to complete things. They start without it becoming an emergency.
1: <laughs> I just like shoved Sam because yeah, we're laughing there. at the truth. But I'm all. opposite of that, which is kind of interesting, right? Yeah, I wouldn't say that you procrastinate. The other, Actually, I let's, do procrastinate, let's talk about the, not, other,
2: the other lesson. Okay. The other lesson is releasing control of outcome. Right? Yeah, that's me. That's, <laughs> that's, that's me. <laughs> these people walk a fine line between trying to completely control their environment and the people around them and complete and total procrastination zero f (laughs) wow we're like on opposite ends of that kind of yeah opposite poles that's very interesting but relationships Mm. are always like mirrors and they reflect back to you what you need to learn so you both have that number for one of you it's in your life path and your destiny the other one in your Mm. personality so those are those are different Mm. placements
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's so many people right now who are doing sinistry readings for astrology. You know, I'm literally getting my nails done if people say like, oh, he's a Gemini, so I could never. Right. <laughs> but you know, these people should also be doing a life path. Yeah sort of combination of numbers? Because we did that for us. We actually calculated the number for us in terms of getting into a partnership and you Mm -hmm. told us it was very conducive. Um, But if someone wanted to figure out the number between them and their partner and see if that was harmonious, which numbers would they calculate?
2: Well, relationship readings are, they're involved for sure. There's a lot of different Mm -hmm. places you need to look. I look for a minimum of three really solid matches. And that would depend on where they were. And then I like looking at the stress number, which is the number between the two. So between you two, there's a one stress number. And that means you're going to have to be respectful of each other's ideas, respect each other's independence, um, but that you can come together and you can be super fabulous. Um, between your heart numbers for you two, there's a five. Five is the number of adventure and freedom. And it really, um, media is a big part of that number. And so a media company between you, like, this isn't just a job. This is like, your hearts are invested. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. They it it really are. Mm-hmm.
1: They yeah. really are. You know, you told us, so just for some background story, Sam, uses her maiden name and that's what we started with with you at the beginning of the reading but because we were at the time going to partner in real estate she was actually going to change her last name to her married last name and so it was actually really funny because I was just telling Sam before we recorded that it was kind of my first time seeing Sam freak the hell out because at the beginning of the reading, we were all in. We're like, yes, this is so us, this is so us. And you told us that if we were a couple, that we would be the perfect match for marriage.
2: You would. You, actually- and then
1: you <laughs> said, once we changed the last name, it was like, no go, don't do this. This is a bad idea. And and you were freaking out a little bit.
0: Oh yeah, I, I really freaked out because I was pretty married to the idea that I was going to change it. Yeah. And you had told us that it was no longer...
1: A harmonious,
0: yeah, harmonious partnership. And what's so interesting about that is we, we didn't learn- partner. Yeah, we were trying to force the wrong thing. Yes, and you know now that we're here and both of our names are intact, the original names that yes. we did
2: did the reading with, it makes so much sense, which is just wild. That is really weird. Yeah, um, but that that name change is actually yeah. why you see marriages fall apart after a very short period of time after a name change. So I like it when couples match on their birthday information because that's static. It's not going to change. Mm -hmm. If someone changes their name after they get married and it becomes toxic to the other person and they have nothing foundational in terms of birth date holding it together, it lasts about two years, which is about how long it takes to fully come into a name change. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So beware. Yeah, well, get a numerology before you change well, your name. And the other place I like to look if people are getting married is at the maturity number, because that mm-hmm. number will shift you completely after around 40, 50. So people think they're having a midlife crisis. Other people don't even notice. Um, sometimes a maturity number shifts the energy. Sometimes it doesn't. And so that's the reason there. But it's also why second marriages are a lot of times more successful because both Mm. of them are in their maturity numbers and they're not changing past that.
0: Mm. So their numerical chart has changed since the first marriage, which is now more in alignment with their second partner or third partner or fourth partner. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, there's so much uh mathematics to all of this, which is actually what I love about astrology, right? When people are yeah. doubtful about astrology, I'm like minus the planets and the names, you really think about angles and degrees, right? Um and that's really what numerology gives us as well like it's all in the numbers and um you can calculate these numbers I'm assuming online um you can get a reading
2: um are, are there ways that people can just look these up for themselves Yeah I have a formulas page on my website that will tell you how to calculate every single you can do your own kind of reading um and also my book um will absolutely tell you how to do a complete chart
0: Wow this is so cool.
1: We'll have to link all of those in the show notes. So. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the most interesting things we learned
0: about is the collective year and yeah. finding the patterns and seeing what other seven years looked like and honestly getting excited for all the innovation that's going to come about this year, mm-hmm. but also um, having an idea of what your own personal year is and how even though you may be in denial of that, <laughs> it's going to find you regardless. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I might I as well align with it. Um, mm-hmm. same with the karmic lessons and the karmic debt numbers. These aren't really lessons I can get away from. They're things that I'm gonna have to integrate no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, which I find like is the key ingredient on my spiritual journey is just having faith and that I chose this. Otherwise, I just get dragged. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it
1: kind of goes back to what Abraham Hicks always says, which is everything's always working out for you. So trusting that whatever cycle that you're in, it's what you need to get to the next one.
2: So literally everything is working out for you because it's
1: part of the cycle. Yeah.
2: And even when it doesn't work out, it's usually a bridge to something far better. Mm. Mm. This or something better. This or something better. And <sighs> my one of my favorites is for the good of all to the harm of none.
1: Mm. for For the the good good of all to the harm harm of none (laughs) None.
0: (laughs) you say that a lot Gina actually you'll say I want whatever is best for everyone the highest good of
1: everybody yes yeah yeah I do say that even
0: if it looks like it's not working out for me it must be for the highest good of everyone involved yes yeah and what's the downside to believing something as beautiful and abundant as that Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah
1: wow yeah. And so I guess with numerology, then you were saying that you use it mainly for the year and the month. Do you go as granular as day? Absolutely.
2: I have, okay. I sell calendars based on day. Like <laughs> I, wow. I have what day is hey, day? From, Jan 13th. Yeah. It's a no, 13th. No, I don't know what number? Oh, what's today? What so, number day? Um, for, so you look at your personal day. So th- it, this gets a little bit complicated, but I mean, you can figure it out. Um. So for an attitude eight, you're in a personal six year. January is a seven month. It's the fourth. Today is an 11 two day for you. So it's about Mm. partnerships and you may notice your intuition is a little better. Me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm. And so for you, you're always going to be one ahead of her. Yeah. You're going to be on a three day, which is really good for communication.
1: Well, would you look at
2: that! <laughs> and what did I say? Would you I, was, I think that. I'm a five day, which is good for storytelling and self promotion. <laughs> so we're all we're all which you've done fabulous. Thing. Yeah. Yes. So I actually looked at this before I I booked my podcast spot. I right. was like, okay, let's see what's happening.
0: Right. You know what's so funny? This just reminded me. So obviously, Gina and I um, have both been in real estate, and back in the the very first deal I ever did, I remember the uh, clients were very adamant about a very specific completion date. Mm. And it ended up being on a holiday. And so I said, we have to change it. Let's just move it by one day. And they were like, no, 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 we have to talk to (laughs) our guy. And they changed it some random day, maybe like 19 days later. And I was like, what day is that? And they were like, oh, we had to check with I don't know if they said astrologer or numerologist, but someone they had to check with and make sure that this date was a positive date for them to move in and get the keys. So,
2: So, I mean, you can use this for all sorts of things. So there's certain days that rule legal matters and there's certain, you can use that nine energy in your favor. So when you look at that and you take into account the moon cycles and if things are growing or waning, it can be quite powerful. So for example, if you were going to, if you wanted to sue somebody, I absolutely would not serve them with papers on a nine day, because that likely isn't going to go anywhere. But mm. seven rules, a legal system, so you could do it on a seven day, if you wanted it to really get out of hand, you could do it on a three day, if you were looking just, you know, it's not there's different motivations behind why people would take legal action on each other. You can look at what your intention is and pick the right day that would help you go ahead with that. Um, The other thing I like looking at is um, business names, how they relate to the personal energy. So actually when we, when I was actually looking at spiraling higher to see. (laughs) Oh my God. Tell us. (laughs) Yeah. So um, it actually is very aligned for you guys. Um, it has a six soul number, and that's the one that's about, you know, compassion and nurturing.
1: Domestic, and <laughs> domestic Sorry, yeah. it likes beauty yeah, and really all
2: it. of that. The personality of the company is a one. Which would work extremely well for you because one of you have a one soul number, the other one has a one destiny number. So that's completely in line with your own energies. But overall, the company is a seven. And that's the number that rules metaphysics and spirituality
1: oh my god i just got full body chills that's so what but there's a reason why it feels the way it does but this right? is what we mean when we say that it just confirms things that we yeah. already know and it's kind of putting i don't want to say a label but it just puts context yeah it, well it gives it gives um
0: structure to what is so qualitative well, to like us validation right?
2: though too like this is yeah. this is meant to be this can be a thing right that that's good too Oh my gosh! So wow, cool. we
0: didn't even ask for that. What no, a gift! What so a abundant? Gift. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, so I guess this is such great encouragement to anyone who is either thinking of changing their name, right, getting married, starting a business, you know, any any sort of uh, starting a partnership. Yeah, yeah, any absolutely. I would, right? I would, a
2: hundred percent. I would not get into a partnership with someone until I saw how the numbers interacted together. There is yeah. a number for white collar crime. There's a number that likes to lie. There's a number that chases their tail and really has a hard time hanging on to money. Um, You might not want to make that person your accountant, right? So, I mean, I'm. It gets so granular. I like, I mean, now a lot of my clients are also my service providers, but like if I'm going to go get my hair cut, I pick a day that rules beauty and is good for. Mm Change, um and then I want to make sure my hairdresser has the right numbers that give her talent in that area right oh my gosh walk around you just see numbers everywhere are you like a beautiful mind you just yeah it's out of hand it's totally like that (laughs) 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 like license plates receipt totals like even changing the channel like what time is it all of it okay so Angel numbers, yes, <laughs>
1: are those tied to numerology? Because our angel number, we believe, is two, two, two.
2: Okay, but just just angel numbers in, in general, general, right? You know, yeah. what's the numerologist perspective? Yes. Okay, so for for like ten years, long before angel numbers really became a common thing, like we have social media to thank for that. Um, yeah. I was I was giving out um, a page. that's a common numerical patterns. Um, Mm. I would give that out with my readings. And so now those have kind of been come to be known as angel numbers. Um, It depends who you ask. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. last week I saw a meme on Instagram and it had 111, 222, 333, went through five. And I did not agree with a single explanation of what these numbers meant. I went, where are you getting this from? And some of them claim to be channeled or they plagiarize them off of other people. Um, mm. But this was just not accurate. And so in saying that, those weren't based on numerology. Um, I have a, a brief little descriptor in my book about angel numbers. Um but I don't even believe they were referenced as angel numbers. And that was that was like in 2019. So it's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. People really are seeking meaning in absolutely everything. And yeah. for angel numbers, if you're going to say like 1111 means this or 1212 means that, that's that's all good. For me, I look at it very scientifically. Okay, what does a one mean? What does a two mean? What does that add up to? Three, okay, twelve, mm. twelve. Now we have a six, right? I'd say that there's probably some communication required with your family, and that it also shows mm. progress because of that one, two, three. So, you know, and you, I don't know, I don't know what the other people are saying. I, don't, I don't really yeah. care. I like that perspective, though. <laughs>
0: well, it's interesting that. There are so many different interpretations of what all of those mean, right? Yeah. Like, I've seen those memes too, where like 111 means like you're on the right path, yeah. or like, you know, 333 three, three is Ascended or, Masters, right? Or 444, yeah. four, 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 you're protected. And so,
2: <laughs> I'm like, <wishing>. you know. <laughs> Right. Where are we getting this? Yeah. So that's where like a seven year actually really enjoys research. And so my sort of wish for the collective is that everyone takes responsibility for the information they're consuming and they do their own research. Mm -hmm. And really see if it aligns for you. Yeah. Well, and it means different things to different people. Like if you see 1212 and your father was born on December 12th, I'm going to tell you that that is probably your deceased father visiting you and that he is with you and he's never left your side. Right. But if, you know, so you have to really get personal on these. Like I know when Mm -hmm. I see my own birthday, I I feel like it's a nod from the universe that I'm on the right track or that opportunity is coming. That's so weird.
1: Me too. I, th- I I actually don't do that, but I know a lot of people that do. Like, if I send a voice note and then it ends at like I don't know for you three twenty three, like, I, like just, I, I
0: just I just feel something when I see my
1: birthday numbers. I that's so interesting. That I never thought weird. about that. But,
0: but I love what you said, Joy, about how um, if someone's dad was born on that day, then that's what that means. And I think it's because our angels are guys. They only have so many ways they can communicate with us. It's like mm,
1: yeah. they're trying so hard on this earth plane to reach us. So it's like, oh, okay, maybe this. Oh, maybe that. <laughs> maybe well, this. It's actually kind of funny because um, actually my mother, this part's not funny, but my mother-in-law actually passed away a few months ago. And before she passed, I asked her, I said, what's your favorite number? Because I wanted oh. her, her to have a way to get to me. And um, her favorite number is six. And so now when I do see that like 666 I, and I told her I said I hate that number because when I would see 666 I'd be like devil yeah. <laughs> I just had that programmed into me from from church yeah. you know and so when she said that I, now I just I get a different feeling obviously when I see that number and yeah
2: so I can help you a little bit with that I understand mm, the <laughs> on that number right? yeah. yeah but 666 six, six, added up is actually a nine because it comes to 18, and then one right. plus eight is a nine. And so mm-hmm. you can look at it that way.
1: Oh my God. That is crazy.
2: Nine is the completion number. Yes. Yes, it is.
1: Okay, do you want to know what else is
2: crazy? I love, it. Num- I love it when people tell me crazy things. I love so, it.
1: So my mother in law's birthday was August 11, so 811, and she passed on 11.8 oh wow and that's actually my mom's birthday wow
2: it was just weird and actually the way that
1: yeah anyways i won't get hey, into that story but well it was just- and
2: i'll take that i'll take that one step further um that comes out as a 10 which then comes to a one and you have a one heart number or soul number and so that they're they're saying like we're we're there we're with yeah. you we're in your heart in your heart which is true. See, but that that's why true. it's so individual. So like all yeah. these books and things on angel numbers, I'm like,
1: Mm-mm.
2: I don't know. I don't know oh, I'm glad we taught about this. I mean, I think yeah. there is there is room for all like all of it. Do you know what I mean? I respect yeah. everyone's journey. I respect their opinion, but I would just like them to be super well researched. Yeah. And um I would like them to give credit to numerology when they're using it. A lot of times mm-hmm. tarot readers will ask people for their birth dates. and um, so then they do a little bit of numerology, but they don't tell them they're doing numerology. I would like, I would mm-hmm. like them to credit the craft. Um, but on the other side of it, it's, if it's not numerology, if it's channeled, then say that it's channeled. <laughs> don't right. say that mm-hmm. it's, you know, based in numerology. Mm-hmm. This
0: makes so much sense because I remember I had that one psychic reading three or four years ago, and she definitely asked for my birthday, and she was writing down a bunch of numbers, mm-hmm. and I think she she used a mix of modalities. like She was leaning on definitely numerology and astrology, but she never said what she was using, Yeah, but she gave me a lot of suspiciously correct information about myself, <laughs> so I think she was just using anything she could. Maybe she was channeling as well, but... Um, I think that what we're learning is that just like with any other sort of framework, this can be highly personalized. And so if you are just reading some general guide about what one means, what two means, then, yeah, you're not going to feel as deep of a resonance mm-hmm. um, as you would, just like when you get your astrological birth chart reading, right? Um, so if you were to get an astrology reading with someone like Joy or just do a lot more intense research online, you would find ways to really align with these numbers and use them to your advantage.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on that note, I guess I would ask, are people, do you recommend that people do like monthly sessions with you or like what, what are people, how do people work with you?
2: Well, lately I've had a lot of people who are looking for that monthly, um, check-in and yeah, monthly sort of guidance. Like how do I stay Mm -hmm. on track? What am I doing? And so I do work with people that way. It always starts with a numerology blueprint, which, you know, people just get their whole chart, tells them about their personal year. And they move mm-hmm. through that and either they will resonate really strongly and they'll find it interesting and they'll want more <laughs> or they'll, do you know what I mean? They'll go great and they check in once a year or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I do have more and more people now who are who are getting on more of a program. Um, mm-hmm. If we have time, I'll tell a quick little story about how you can oh, use yes. this to work for you.
1: Oh, okay. Absolutely.
2: So in twenty. 20- 18. I, in October, Mercury was retrograde. And so I used that October to reread a lot of my old numerology books, because I just thought, okay, I like to do things with RE in front of them during retrogrades. I haven't looked at some of these books in over 10 years, I might get something different out of them this time. I'm going to reread my numerology books. So in October, that was something that I did fast forward. Um, that was my four year. Now I'm in my five year. And I had a cust or a client say to me, um, can you recommend a book? And I said, well, this one, except that part's wrong. And this one, but you have to ignore this. And she goes, if you can't recommend a book, you're going to have to write a book. And I was like, Ooh. Oh, like felt that. Okay. So J.K. Rowling's is a five, five rules of storyteller. I decide that my five year is going to be my year to write a book. So Mm. I looked at my numerology and I went, okay, let's see how this looks. So um, January was a six month for me. So in my six month, I educated myself, six rules education. I educated myself on the whole world of writing books and publishing. In my seven month, I, um, it, that's the expertise number. I really drilled down into that and started, you know, kind of playing around with an outline. In my eight month, I bought myself a new desk. <laughs> okay. <Beautiful. laughs> and then in my nine month, I continued to research because nine is a great month for research, but not a month mm-hmm. to launch. Mm-hmm. I also work very closely with the, the moon cycles, so new moon, full moon. If you can get on that drumbeat along with your numerology, it can be purely magical. So in my one-month new moon, I decide it's go time. I download Scrivener, the um, sort of nonfiction software of choice. (laughs) And the next day, okay, the day after the new moon of my one month, I got an email from my publisher. They were looking for a numerologist to write a book for them. Wow! And so, like, I, I was even like, I was even like, it's too much magic. I guess
0: <laughs> that is too much magic.
2: <laughs> so, you know, it's even
0: magical if you don't know the numbers because weird stuff like that's happened to me. I just don't know the
1: numerology. Yeah. Well, can I just say? Last year was your five year. Yeah, I know. And you, I know. And you got a book deal. You got a yes, book that's deal. And
2: your five year. Look at you. Okay. Like so. That. I did the whole meet the editor writing samples whatever. I signed my contracts in my 112 month. 112 energy always has a destined event, okay? And mm. contract would fall under there. I told them I was the perfect person to write this book cuz I was in my 5 year and they wanted it written over those those months that would mm-hmm. be my 3 and 4. I'm like perfect months to write a book. 3 rules communication, creativity, <laughs> So I wrote my book over those months. Four is that really like nose to the grindstone, get it done. I did. Five month, I used for editing. Five rules changes. Mm -hmm. So I made all the changes and did all the editing in my five month. Six month, it went over to the marketing department. They made it pretty. They designed a cover. They, They did that. Um, and then, you know, my seven month, it was time to self care, just relax. You wrote a book that was grueling, right? mm-hmm. In my eight month of my five year, this is where it gets like, it already was ridiculously magical. We're, we're going next level on the 12, 12, 12 full moon, December 12, 2019, <laughs> Full moon, my author copies, got delivered to my house that evening. Whoa. Whoa! And full moon's braid completion. And eight yeah. energy always has a reward attached to it. And so in my eight month, I realized the reward of holding my published book in my hands. Oh my gosh. That's so magical. It's like you can't even deny it. It was, it, it was blowing my own mind. you know, what's so interesting
0: about this, you were saying that you had skepticism in your chart as well. (laughs) And I think that, honestly skeptics make the best practitioners of whatever art they really choose mm, I and love so that. even yeah <laughs> even you were like I don't know about all this right you got a reading and because you were so skeptical you had to literally experience the magic for yourself you had to literally blow your own mind and you know we talk a lot about manifestation and I I had to also literally blow my own mind in so <laughs> many different areas to be such a proponent of all the things that I talk about because I wouldn't be able to unless I had experienced the magic for myself and so I tell people all the time when it comes to numerology, manifestation, astrology, you know, let your own life be the experiment because until you have that visceral lived experience, it'll just feel like a rumor. It'll just feel like I don't know, whatever they said like is woo-woo, right? Mm-hmm. It's always woo-woo until it happens to you. Yeah. And then the woo-woo
2: goes away and then you just you become one of us. Now it's just, now it's just magical right so yeah. there is there is a divide between in the seven year where there's like I said the last seven year you had a lot of light workers come out of the closet and you know start to really share their light um I think this year will be no different but there's there's going to be sort of a bigger shift between I like to say the muggles and the magical people yeah
0: <laughs> I love that because I actually see it that way as well
2: well it it makes it so much easier to have compassion and cope like oh oh you're you're just you're choosing that muggle journey you're a muggle (laughs) right and not that anyone's better than anyone else but maybe it's a bright shiny new soul and that is what they signed up for so Mm. yeah but it gives me more compassion for them
0: yeah. Absolutely. But all of this is available to them. I think it's really just their willingness to open themselves up. But also, that's not something you can force someone to do because no one could have forced me to do that. It really had to be a self-led journey, which is.
2: Well, not, even, not even about the forcing. What if they've been completely indoctrinated into yeah. some type of religion or other program? Mm-hmm.
0: So many of us have. And
1: that's part of the
0: waking up is like, who am I?
1: Yeah.
2: Do I
0: believe this? What, who am I without this? Right. Um, Gina, you had to really undo so much of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we all do because we inherently learn so much from our parents and we, we adopt their way of living. And so that goes back to the whole reparenting thing, because you do have to question, do I think that too, (laughs) Do I think that is the kind of life that I should be living? Or do I agree with that point of view? I mean, even I'm sure like politics, right? I mean, you, your parent might believe in one one thing and, and you kind of realize later on in life that you don't. And so that's definitely the journey that I've, I've been on over the past few years is really becoming clear on what's me and what was just
2: through osmosis put into me. Yeah, My husband likes to say it was 16, 17 years in for me and about the same amount of time out right? Which is about mm. when I became a numerologist, so it makes sense. Mm. But it was, wow. that it, it was just sense. that whole road of, you know, sort of getting rid of these ideas that you realize weren't yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you
0: could be the
2: most authentic version of you. And mm-hmm. saying that, having had that experience, I can relate to people now that also come from that similar background. Yes. So ours. that's one of the bridges that you know led me to where I am now.
1: Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful!
2: <laughs> oh, Don't you? I, I love talking to spiritual people. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> that, well, that's why we were like, let's do a podcast. So our job is just to talk to people like we want to talk to. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, we're just on the same wavelength, and I can I can Brilliant. hear so much heart in your voice <laughs> and so much commitment to your craft, and just integrity and truth.
2: Yes, oh, thank you. Mm.
0: And I love, I really just love anyone who is involved in the work of
2: helping people know themselves. Yes. Oh, yes. self-awareness. And if I could just one wish for humanity, it would be for everyone to be self-aware and kind, right? To understand mm. how your actions impact other people, to understand how your words are being received. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a big one. Ugh. Thank you so Thank much, you Joy. So-
1: much. So we will take or, or link all of your your stuff in there. I mean, I definitely want to do research on your book to figure out the numbers and what they rule. I feel like that was super interesting to hear Um because I think that'll that'll be quite helpful for us. So mm-hmm. we'll link everything in there. So if you want to book a reading with joy like we did, please do. <laughs> we highly recommend oh, her, clearly. You're such a star. Yeah, we actually found you because, um, found you again, because, um, you were on Lavender's podcast, you know, and we had her on our podcast. And so when we saw you pop up, I was like, wait, that's, that's our new that's our <laughs> and so right away she messaged you and, uh, now we're here. So
2: thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I remember our first reading and I just thought you were both so adorable. I, <laughs> Uh, and i knew that there was some magic in a partnership with you too so i'm glad yeah. you no. i'm glad you found your your niche
1: well you were really the first one to confirm that for us because everybody else in our life was like you guys can't be that close you just met and um you were the first one to see what we saw the
0: mm-hmm. numerology Prove the magic. Yep. Um, And Joy, before we let you go, we always ask our guests one final question. Um, And so as you know, our podcast, which has the spirit of a number seven, Spiraling Higher, (laughs) um, we love to ask each of our guests, what was the one lesson that you've continuously had to spiral through? Something that you've had to return back to over and over.
2: I will go straight to my own numerology chart and my own personal karmic debt, which is nineteen one. And uh, Sam has some of this in her chart, so you you will relate. Nineteen um, one karmic debt is the one that is from abuse of power in a past lifetime, and so in this mm-hmm. lifetime you are going to learn how it made other people feel. And you are going to have trouble with authority figures is the most likely way it will show up.
1: That's very true.
2: (laughs) And so in saying that, um, authority figures show up in different forms. And when you're self-employed, they show up as your condo board, the bank, the IRS, the CRA, um, Mm -hmm. all of those things. But really, it's about working on boundaries. It's standing up for the underdog and it's, um, it's learning what is your battle to fight and what is not (laughs) because ones really always want that justice when it shows up as a 19. And I think for me, the biggest part of this lesson that I've learned recently, because I'm still, I mean, it's there, it's not going away. Mm -hmm. um, Is, that not everybody plays by the same rules. <laughs> right? Mm. So you kind of approach things thinking, oh, well, I practice radical honesty. I'm sure they are too. And then they just come up with a completely false narrative and it's just like, oh, I'm being triggered again. <laughs> mm. Right? So it's working through that and just I've really found That if I can just send anyone I'm having issues with, send them love, send them happiness, and if I can truly wish for them to be happy, happy people don't act in shady ways. Happy people don't have Mm -hmm. time to screw with you. Happy Mm -hmm. people are busy being happy doing things that are joyful. They're not, you know, set on trying to take someone down. There is seriously something wrong with people that try and take other people down. Hmm. So if everybody's happy, think, yeah. everybody, you know, they do happy things. They treat people kindly.
0: That's so beautiful. I think it's um, been such a game changer for me to realize that no one's ever trying to do anything maliciously. Yeah, they're they're just hurting
2: inside. Yeah, hurt people, hurt people. Over. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, thank you so much, Joy, for sharing a little bit about your karmic (laughs) debt and how that has played out in your life. And um, for bringing just your your beautiful joy Mm
1: -hmm. to this
0: podcast (laughs) (laughs) and for helping people become a little bit more aware of numerology and how they can use it themselves to become more aware of who they are Mm -hmm. and what energies they are here to really embody and
1: alchemize.
2: Yes. Thank you so much for having me, and I was so happy to hear like what has happened and transpired for you two over the last three years.
1: Us too.
0: It's been a beautiful (laughs) unfolding, and like Gina said earlier, you were the first one to (laughs) confirm it for us.
1: Yes. So thank you for reconfirming. (laughs) Thank you. Still lots of good stuff ahead.
0: Yes. (laughs) We can't wait. Thank you so much, Joy. Bye. Blessings. Thank you so much for listening to this honest conversation. We hope it brought you peace, clarity, and a little bit further along your
1: spiritual journey. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left us a five star rating and review so we can bring you more conscious conversations, spiritual topics, and guests. Here's to Spiraling Higher.